The reading is taken from Luke chapter 2, the first seven verses. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria, and all went to their own towns to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger, because there was no guest room available for them. Thank you. So today I wanted to just focus a little bit on the innkeeper. The innkeeper was used to saying no. He'd been saying no all night. No, you can't get a room here tonight. No, you can't have more towels. No, you can't get another pudding. No, you can't invite your mother-in-law and her whole family to share your room. No, 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 no. It had made him very grumpy. In fact, he was always grumpy. And then the doorbell went once more. Oh, no, he said. Do they not know there is no more room? He swung open the door and he was about to launch into his usual spiel about there being no room when he hesitated and stuttered. He was aware that he was trying to say no because he was so used to saying no. But this man looked so concerned and this woman was clearly about to have a baby. And as he was trying to speak, his lips were moving in another direction. And instead of saying no, he found himself saying yes. And it surprised him just how good it felt to say yes. Mary and Joseph, who were the ones standing at the door, looked at each other and then at the innkeeper and said, but we haven't asked you anything But the innkeeper again said, yes. So you have a room, said Joseph. Yes, said the innkeeper, who was actually feeling particularly good now. For two of us and perhaps a baby? Yes, said the innkeeper. And he had this strange sensation as a smile started to grow on his face. In here, questioned Joseph, or round the back? Yes, said the innkeeper, because he was positively beaming now. Well, which one is it? asked Joseph, here or round the back? Sorry, said the innkeeper. He was all coming out of his days, and he said, round the back. So he took them to a stable where it was warm though the innkeeper's smile was even warmer. And having let Mary and Joseph in, 
He stood by the door of the stable while Jesus was born, guarding it. Later, a bundle of shepherds arise asking to see the new baby. And the innkeeper found himself saying only one thing. Yes, come in. There is room. There is always room. And such has been the way for all of those caught up in the Christmas story. Mary, shepherds, Joseph, travellers and the innkeepers. The answer to Christmas is yes. And when we say yes, it changes everything. If you've been worshipping here at North End, you'll know that we do some training in understanding the gospel. And today we're looking at Jesus coming down from heaven to earth to be with us. I don't know if you can all see that. But we know that that's also a part of the story. So much is made of Christmas today, isn't there? Maybe you're celebrating with other people today. Maybe you've already given out presents. Maybe you've had time with family. But there's this thing about Christmas, isn't it? It's the big story. It's the time, I love it, when the whole world are talking about Jesus. But Jesus is forever, not just today. So when we talk about Jesus coming down from heaven to earth, it's about three quarters of the way through the story. Through Advent, we've been looking at who needs Christmas and looking at how the Christmas story started 4,000 years ago when God spoke to Abraham and Sarah. But this baby that was born, that we celebrate today, later on grew up and he was crucified on the cross. Three days later, he rose again. And during that time, his life, his ministry on earth was complete. He came to show us that God loves us, that he can understand us, and he, we can understand him. He was crucified and rose again, showing us that things can be overcome. That not only are we forgiven of sin, we're now given power through the resurrected Jesus to not have to, to have the power to break that sin and brokenness in our lives because God wants us to have life and life in all its fullness. He created the world out of love. He made himself known through Abraham and Sarah and through the prophets and through the judges and created this amazing law system. He rescued his people through Joshua out um, and through Moses and then out with Joseph, uh, Joshua into the promised land. But still people wanted to do their own thing. They didn't want to follow God's laws. They didn't want to follow God's ways. And every time we start to think we can do it our way, it's better when we're in control, when we can do the things our way and not have any consequences, we start to make ourselves and the world a little bit broken. Things that we might try, that we replace Jesus with when he's missing from our lives. We just start to have this chaos and this whole world going to pieces around us. 
And you might find you feel that in different ways. You might find it was something really dramatic. If, if you've ever had a serious addiction or a serious um, behavior issue that you want to deal with and you want God to come and help, perhaps there's a higher power to come in with it. Maybe uh, it's been through the death or a, a divorce or a relationship breakdown that you suddenly think there's got to be more to life than this, but there's some brokenness somewhere. And you think, I need something else. Maybe somebody has hurt you, been unfaithful to you. Maybe finances have not been in a great place. But something is broken. And the only way we can get restored and find the peace, love and joy that we've been talking about through Advent as we light the candles is through this way that God gave. He gave us a way out to remember Jesus to remember the baby that came down, who was crucified and took on all of the things that we do wrong onto him so that we can be restored and we can get the power from heaven and start to find our way back here again to get back to the life that God wants us to have, a life in all its fullness. And he says, well, when you come to me, when you get this part of the story then you can start to make your way back here, a life in all its fullness. We heard the story of the innkeeper and the bit from Luke where it's described how they turn up and end up being a stable. We all get this choice, don't we? Do we want Jesus in our life or not? Do we want a restored life for ourselves and a restored life for our families and the world we live in? The answer is always starting here in this stable and following that journey onto the cross. That's what we're here to celebrate today. That's what we're here to have good news about. This is the story of Jesus. This is the good news. This is the Christmas story. This is it. This is the way, the light and the truth. And Jesus says, will you let me in? Will you let me be part? of your life today. Lord, we thank you for this precious gift of Jesus. We thank you for the four Gospels which chart so much about Jesus' life. We thank you for the people, the brothers and sisters who've gone before us, who've made this nativity story easy to understand and to visualize and to believe. And Lord, we thank you for this precious gift, this gift of hope, this gift of good news, and this gift of joy. Lord, help us to have open hearts and minds and ears today to receive you and let you in. In your mighty, powerful, and precious name, amen. Amen.